What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Let's Talk Archetypes with your host, renowned intuitive and author, Roy Solberg. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. This is Roy, and we're going to talk archetypes. Let me give you the numbers to call. It is 1-877-296-0345. So we're going to talk about the shadow or the wanderer archetype and including the shadow because that's where most of us get kind of caught up. But the wanderer is asking you to define your life and your journey that you're going through in your life. Where where are you wandering? Do you have an illuminated path or a shadow path? You know, the illuminated wanderer is akin to the dreamer. They kind of float in and out of the universal energy of things, uh, especially those things that are yet to be created, that um, I think Deepak Chopra called it the primordial soup. And these are where ideas are yet to be born. They're there in the atmosphere you know, floating around us. But when you use the wanderer archetype, you go looking for those. You go um, on a journey to find out who you are, to reconnect to your spirit. Now, the shadow wanderer feels lost and is often so busy looking for his purpose that he just doesn't see it and keeps moving. So we're going to combine that with the first level or the, the three levels of consciousness. Remember last week we talked about the first level? When you start out, because you want to know where you where you are, who you are, what's your purpose in life, in that first stage, you learn to use your intuition. You learn to, to tune in and acknowledge that inner knowingness, and hopefully you begin to trust it. So that's when you go looking in bookstores and lectures and so on and so forth. Um, now we're moving from the physical, external level of consciousness into the self-internal level of spirit and intuition. So at this stage, the questions you ask are going to be in relationship to your spirit because now you're investigating where and what your spirit is invested in. So you want to know what has power over your heart, your mind, your choices, and especially that willpower that we never seem to have enough of at least in my house, in the wanderer archetype, you are beginning this journey of self-discovery, that you're looking for the sacredness because we all have that sacredness of self and it's reflected in who we are and how we express ourselves to the world. So you want to check and see where your life is balanced and where it's out of balance because, you know, when, we're, when we've got the mind, body, spirit all working together, it gives us a sense of inner peace. You have that knowledge of your purpose. Yeah, you're fulfilling that purpose. And even though you get you get exhausted while you're doing it, um, you still have a sense of replenishment, of renewal. So I'd like for you to kind of step back, take a good look at yourself and your life. How 
clearly and precisely have you defined yourself in the standard of today's world, the country you live in, the society you live in, your family, your career, your friends, including your Internet friends on you know, Twitter and, and Facebook. You want to you just be able to identify how you're presenting yourself to the outer world and then begin to work into the inner world to see who you really are. And the wanderer helps take you there. It takes you to the essence of your soul. What is your task here? What is at the center of your life? This archetype t- continues. Get my tongue all twisted here. This archetype takes you on that journey by by moving you into the unexplored um, world of your soul. And you do this through meditation, through self reflection. It's when we get into that darkness of the unknown that we have to go by blind faith and trust, because in our deepest heart in the absolute core of who we are fundamentally, we know who we are. We've covered it up. We've decided to do other things and perhaps gone into a career that was simply for prestige and money as opposed to the heart, um, listening to your heart and doing what your heart wanted. But your communication with this higher source is in, in this touch the water is strictly for higher source and guidance. When you move into this, your manifestations become clearer and quicker, and you learn that you can co-create with your higher power. And sometimes that just scares the devil out of us. You realize you're responsible <laughs> for for how your life is being created through your thoughts and words and actions, and that awareness can absolutely stop you because fear walks in and says, well, now, what if I manifest something that will harm me or my family? What if, it, what if my negative thoughts become real? That's not very likely when you are in this particular stage of consciousness. Those thoughts just kind of pass through. They don't connect and they don't create. So when you're, as your world moves from your ego-driven life to a spirit-driven life, meaning you let go of your trauma drama. You either let it go or at least you recognize when you're in it. Um, At that point, you begin to see the gift in everything. In each and every situation in life, you see that there is definitely a gift, no matter how traumatic it is for you. And you understand that chaos and crisis brings about change. One of the things that I talk about is the split screen. When you are in a situation that has brought about, oh, pain, um, you know, like losing your job, losing a spouse, that type of thing, um, it breaks you down and it breaks you open. And we have to go through the physical pain of life or the physical discomfort of life on one side. But on the other side of my split screen, I can also see the gift in it. I can see what it's doing. I can see what the lesson is. I can see what the the higher source is. So in life, we're not immune from emotion. But Well, actually, you've got to experience that in order to be present. And at the same time, examine the gifts that are being presented. Nietzsche is reported to have said when something happened to him, he said, yes, this is exactly 
exactly what my soul needs to grow. <laughs> I'm not at that point yet. <laughs> I am definitely not at that point. But when you're in this uh, touch the water, you know what your choice points are, and you you pay attention to them in order to move into um, change and avoid the surrender points. So in The Wanderer, you begin to ask questions. You're going to go deeper into getting to know yourself, um, and this helps make that connection to your spirit and highest good. The questions, um, questioning, questing, means that you've begun to live consciously. Now you can grow into your strength and not your weakness. You see, we've shifted from that um, sacrificing trauma drama into this is what I'm good at. And while you let go of your ego self, the you let that go in order to find a new spirit and meaning, but you still have the third chakra ego that says this is who I am and I am the best person in the world to present my passion, my mission, my purpose in life. There's a difference. You're not competing with anyone. You're just allowing yourself to be uh, strong with who you are and what you do. Because you know what? We're <laughs> we're actually just a mission in action. We just, you know, every single day is a moment for us. Every single moment is an opportunity. Part of this mission that you're on is learning how to detach, learning how to let go of the outcome. You know, when we let go of the outcome, you're in the energy of trust. And now you trust that the universe has your best interest at heart. So when we're in detachment, we have the strength to be the observer in our life's drama, rather being completely immersed in, in, the, in the play as the player. So imagine an actor. He's on stage. He knows the difference between his reality and the part he's playing. And he knows that life is a game, and he's just having an experience, or that the play is a game, and he's having an experience. And our life is the same way. Life is a game. This is an experience. Enjoy it. Don't get attached to it. And that detachment allows you to recognize that you're really larger, more dynamic, more powerful than the limited role that you're experiencing based based on all of your limiting beliefs and fears. So in this second stage of consciousness, you explore your heart. What opens your heart? Go back to a time when you were about five years old. What were you doing? What did you like to do? Reflect on all of those things you enjoyed and the traits that you were expressing at that time. And then bring it forth what, to the present time. What, what are you doing now that expresses those traits? For example, when I was five, I organized my first girls' club with two members, my cousin Karen and myself. And I immediately, <laughs> nothing has changed here. I immediately elected myself in charge. In elementary school, I started girls' clubs. I organized outings and theme parties through high school and beyond. And now I do the same thing. It's just different, a different venue. I do events, workshops, radio shows, and I pull people together. That was the same thing I was doing at five. So do a review of your life starting with the age of five and just take a look at 
what you were doing, what you were expressing at that time. Now, sometimes we get off track, and when that happens, you want to look around and see if you're in the right place with the right people. I took a class with Elizabeth Roberts years ago at an IONS conference, and she told the story of how she worked in television, very exciting, very high-powered, very fast-moving, and she became very ill. And as she was recovering, she realized these were great people she was working with. They were good people, but they weren't her people. And now she is a spiritually-based social activist. She wrote the book Earth Prayers. And um, if you ever get a chance to study with her, I highly recommend it. So part of creating your healthy spirit demands that you assess and remove yourself from any and all situations that don't empower you. So you want to ask yourself, what has power over you in this moment? Where are you placing your attention every day? Are you buried in past experiences and guilt and ego? Or do you know what your contract is, what your purpose is for being alive at this time? And if you know that, are you living it? Or are you avoiding it? So as we become spiritually conscious, the choices become clearer. The lessons are learned faster, and your life accelerates in ways that right now you can only imagine what they could be. Only imagine. Everyone's soul has the blueprint of love, compassion, wisdom. It has the ability to transcend negativity, especially about who you are and and what you are. So I'm going to um, wrap this up in a moment, and we have a, um, a caller in, so I will be uh, talking with him in a moment. But I want to leave you with, as you're, as you're looking and working and finding your soul connection and the purpose of life, I want you to, to think about the four virtues, wisdom, courage, fortitude, and generosity. When you have courage, you have the courage to speak your own personal truth and stand by it. When you're going through the process of clearing away that which no longer serves you, you maintain the courage to speak up for what it is you want to bring into your life, where it is you want to change. And you have the wisdom to know the difference between your spirit and the mask and the illusions of your life. And then fortitude. You want to develop enough fortitude to stay with that journey until you're clear enough to return with the gifts that you're here to share with your family. And that's the family of man, mankind, womankind, people kind. <laughs> also, generosity. Generosity is a is a very um, interesting um, virtue to have. Asking for assistance is an act of generosity because it allows other people to come forth and practice their generosity. So when you are practicing generosity, make sure that you're being as good to yourself as you are to everybody else. And then we're going to talk to Anthony, if he'll come on the line. Hello. Hello. How are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm you know, getting over a cold, but I'm doing all right. <laughs> and what can I, is there anything specific that you want answers to today? Yes, I was uh, um, 
pursuing my passion, and uh, I actually put out a few, uh, I guess, children's books manuscripts recently. I sent them out, and I was just, mm-hmm. uh, I guess, calling to get some um, feedback on what, what the uh, outlook might be for those. For the children's books? Yes. A- and are you still writing? Yes, I am. I- I- I'm actually working on a couple right now. Good, good. Because that seems to be important that you keep working. Mm-hmm. Because when they hit, they're going to hit big. The um, card that I pulled for you is Magician uh, Shaman, and um, which is perfect, I think. Let me uh, let me find the prompt on that. So, with the Magician uh, or Mystic Shaman archetype card, you're being asked to. Examine your relationship to the mystery of the known and unknown aspects of your life. This is a powerful source of transformation that resonates with magnetic energy. And so um, you found your passion, you found your gift. Now, your objective is to let go of the fear and doubts of it ever being published. You're, You're looking at the world in a limited view on that part. Okay. And um, I don't see I, what the the thing that pops up, Anthony, is sixteen books. How many have you written? I have about twelve. What? Okay. Yeah, about twelve. Yeah. Yeah, I see about sixteen that are going to be published. Now okay. the question is whether you're going to publish them or a publisher is going to publish them. Um, let me check on that and see. It feels like a publisher is going to accept them. So this is the matter of putting out that I will, I am now published by the perfect company as your mantra. Uh, I now have everything I need to publish and produce these books. I have, and visualize the children that are out there waiting for them. Okay. Um, so start, it, it's kind of like start with your end result to envision that. When you're in okay. the mystic, you're you're creating things from that primordial soup that I was talking about with Deepak Chopra. Okay. So so you want to be really, really clear on your intention and let go of any doubt that you've been noodling with. Okay. Even that that kind of creeps up <laughs> unconsciously, that's nibbling away with your confidence. We have to have our intention, attention, and expectation in alignment. So if your attention is you've written these books, uh, or your intention is you've written these books and you're going to publish them, and your attention is full of fear and doubt, and your expectation is not clear, it's difficult to manifest quickly. Gotcha. Okay, so that's that's where you are with the books. But I do see, I do see sixteen. Um, okay. They're they feel small. They feel um, like they're. What age group is this for? Um, yeah, they're, they're small. Like uh, they're ranging. Then. Yeah, they're, they're ranging from like five hundred to thirteen hundred words. Right. So. That's what I'm seeing. Is. And and are they all connected in their story? Because it feels like a uh, package. 
Uh, they're not all connected. Some 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 have like uh, connecting themes, but, you know, diff- uh-huh. differing characters. I'm, I'm, I deal with uh, I think bullying maybe like in three or four of the stories, and then uh, some of the uh-huh. other stories are are you know kind of like empathetic stories or or okay. uh, kind of like humorous stories. Perfect, perfect. And I I do see them as a unit for some reason. They're they're kind of like the little. Um, golden books used to be sold in, you know, six or eight. Gotcha. Yeah, so something on that. Now, there is a um, there is a Writers Institute going on in April at UW, if you're in the area, and um, they have agents there. So you might okay. look into that. Um, All right. And you might look. Are you if you're sending out queries and stuff, you might look into that too. Okay. Um, so that the books feel really good. Thank you. They feel really good. So um, yeah, stick with it. Thank Anything you so much. else I can help help you with? Yeah, I guess. Um, I mean, like you know, listening to you it made me think. Um, you know, obviously, when you're thinking about manifesting, you want to. I guess reach for the sky. You don't want to just you know, mm-hmm. limit mm-hmm. what your uh, thing is. So I guess, um, I mean, I guess I, you know, I was initially thinking about returning to the public school system, mm-hmm. uh, teaching, and uh, I guess I want to know if that is a good move for me, or should I like, I guess, broaden my my scope as far as thinking about teaching? Like, should it just be like? Uh, a public school, or should I just broaden that that thought process? There's a couple of things. Number one, what one of the things I had talked about is letting go of the outcome. Okay. Because when we um, we set limitations for ourselves, so the idea is that you set your goal that you'll be an, a published author, set a date. I will be published by, you know, June, December, whatever date you want to to work on. As far as re- is going back into the school system, it feels to me like you have multi-talents mm-hmm. other than, and, and teaching is one of them. Uh, mm-hmm. I would look at new, kind of a new venue, a new avenue. I'm not quite sure what I'm seeing. Um, it doesn't feel like the um, standard school system. Okay. You know, standard curriculum. Right. Um I, I'm not. I don't quite see exactly what it is, but I just see that you have many, many different uh, opportunities. So it's a matter of using your creativity to put those together, and okay. trusting yourself that you can go for those. Okay. Um, yeah, self-doubt is you know, as with always with most people, is our most difficult thing to overcome. Mm-hmm. So in this. And what I, you know, I say that, but at the same time, I get the feeling that you have a great deal of self confidence. <laughs> so right. for you, it's it, it's more of an undercurrent of self doubt. Right, and I, and I and I guess I even had to like you know fight through the self doubt to even you know get to the point. So I mean, you know, I, I I'm probably still have the residue of it because I, I probably uh-huh. had to a lot more of it that was more conscious. But um, you know, mm-hmm. well, here's. Here's one of the techniques I give to clients. Okay. Give your fear 
because there's only two emotions, love and fear, and everything else is a, a product of that. So self-doubt yep. would be a product of fear. Right. So give your fear a color. We have a few minutes. So give your fear a color and tell me what it is. Uh, red. Okay. So just imagine that red getting getting bigger and bigger and bigger until okay. it kind of fills the room. Then I want you to bring in courage. So what color would courage be? Blue. Okay. So now bring in blue and allow the red to go way, 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 way down to about the size of a BB. Okay. And, and let it bounce away. And then fill the the your space, fill your room with that blue color. Okay. So anytime you have the least amount of hesitation, which is what your self-doubt feels like is hesitation, you you go back and forth questioning, should I or shouldn't I? You, mm-hmm. you, so anytime you have that, then think of that blue color and just okay. take a deep breath and imagine it filling your entire body and then going out into the world. Mm. Before okay. you call... Before you write a letter, a query, call someone, send that color out to them and connect with them because they're going to be so happy to hear from you. Mm, Okay. Okay? So this is the way we kind of throw our energy out into the world and then let it come back to us. Okay. Thank you so much. I feel better right now. (laughs) All right. You go. And then... um, let me know what the name of the books and where to buy them. <laughs> okay, we'll definitely do. All right. Many blessings. Many blessings. Thank you so much. Bye. Bye-bye. Oh, all righty. We um, have just about five minutes left here. I don't know where the time goes. So in your quest for finding your spirit, making that good connection to your spirit, If you're still searching and wandering for your purpose, then here's a couple of things you can do. Of course you you know I was going to get homework in here somewhere. So who are you here to serve? And where are you to serve? And how will you serve? And do you have the courage to bring your, your gift to the table of mankind? I keep talking about that. We are here to be with others. We are here to express our uniqueness in harmony with other people's unique life. So this is the way you can start honoring who you are, that creative spirit. The other thing that kind of ties us up is um, the financial part. So take a look at what choices you've made about your life that you could change or would change if money were no object. If you were guaranteed success, who would you be? How would you act? What action would you take? How would you live your life? So with that, we um, have to say goodbye. We um, Next week is the third stage of consciousness, and it is the divinity part. Become the water. It's kind of like you've looked at at the lake from the distance. You could see it. You move toward it. You can now feel it. And then...
then you become the water. You become that flow of spirituality. You become what it is that you want to create. You have to identify it that strongly. You begin to realize that you are a divine spirit having a life experience. So we'll chat next week. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.